Welcome to the Bob and Cherry Show with Bob. I think you can look at me and say, oh, that is one hip guy. <laughs> Not much Every gets day. by him. And Cherry. Oh, okay, I'm good. I'm loaded. And now broadcasting from the palatial Bob and Cherry Studios, it's Bob and Cherry. I'm guessing by now anybody that's interested in losing weight has seen the story. It's all It's been all over your news feed about how intermittent fasting is not the magic solution we all hoped for, and that really the only way to lose weight is to eat fewer calories. Have you guys seen that story in your feed? Yep. I have a feeling that it's heavy in the feeds of people that are we're already looking at that kind of like weight loss or health or whatever kind of stuff. Right. And it's January mm-hmm. still, so the biggest resolution is always to lose weight. So it turns out that intermittent fasting is not in and of itself, like enough, like you really do have to cut calories. Okay. I, didn't you know that the news was always going to be close your mouth and stop putting food in it? Like it's depressing because you want there to be a magic bullet, but I'm reading an article. So of course I click on these things. So my newsfeed is full of them. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I read that article and I was like, well, you know, been done, knew that like you, you can't eat all the food you want because of that my feed served me up an article about how many people are being ripped off by witches who are selling weight loss spells online. And I don't know that I've ever feared for the future of humanity more than this moment right here. Wow. Like for example, um, and, and you can find them on Etsy all over, all over the internet. In fact, there's one witch on Etsy who's selling a weight loss spell, a metabolism spell and a powerful magic change eating habits slash diet spell. That's a lot for about 150 bucks. I mean, you're getting a lot of spells on that. And of course, people are, are doing it. And it's not just on Etsy, like Fiverr and all of these, like eBay, any site where people are swapping money for goods and services, you're finding people you, buying spells. There's one where this witch advertises and she says, I will cast a powerful <laughs> weight loss spell with quick results. <laughs> I just, I want to say like to everyone out there, before you swipe your credit card, don't you think that if that were real, um, like big wealthy Hollywood celebrities would be using witchcraft to lose weight and not diabetes drugs and, you know, liposuction. Don't you think that if you could get a witch to cast a weight loss spell on you, that we'd know about it from keeping up with the Kardashians? Don't you, Without a don't doubt. you know it? Don't you feel yeah. it and believe it? And I swear they, they have a cauldron and some brooms in their uh, amazing houses. Um, there are three things that if you're a witch, you can con people out of. Uh, number one is weight loss. There's no doubt. And, it, and it's not just the witch community. It's um, industry. People have figured out that it's on other people's minds all the time. And so they have come up with diets that don't work. And this has been going on for 100 years. The second thing, face creams. Something that will take wrinkles out of your neck, out of your face, off your ears, off your toes, off your chest. That's number two, the witch area. And the third but a one, lot of, of those, is, a lot of those do work, though. To be fair, I mean, they have ingredients in them like retinol or 
hyaluronic acid or whatever, you're getting a little something for your money there, as opposed to having an online witch or wizard cast a spell on you. Come on. Well, let's talk about that. I, I know there are products. I don't, I don't use anything, but my wife is just amazing. She is a witch with these things. Um, there are products that have retinol in them, and if you're really diligent with the program, I think it can maybe make your face look a little bit better. But I get so ticked off when I see somebody like Jennifer Aniston, and I'm not really picking on her, but name the celebrity, and it's a tight shot of this beautiful woman who's in her early 40s, and she's saying, ah, oh, as soon as I put this on, my skin is toned. The wrinkles seem to vanish. That's bull. That's complete bull. It's lies. And I don't know how they get away with it. And the third area that you can screw people on is uh, promising them a better golf swing. There are all sorts of tricks and clubs and balls. They're going to go farther and the club is easier to hit. And there's something to technology. But when it comes right down to it, you just have to practice and be athletic. That's the only thing that's going to really do it. When you were in your peak golf fever and um, saving up to buy drivers and special balls and shoes or whatever, um, don't tell me that you would not have been at least tempted to pay a wizard on eBay to improve your swing because I'm going to call you a liar. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thank I, you for your honesty. You know, when you're talking about saving up for clubs, I never saved up. I just went out. If this club was in Golf Magazine, and it's the latest uh, Big Bertha club, and, and they're saying, our testers found an additional 15 yards. Kids, you're going to have to go without dinner a couple of nights a week because daddy's getting this club. I mean, it's one of, if you're a, well, if you're a woman too, I have, I have female friends who, who are just mad about golf. You buy well, hope. And you buy so hope you, out of a jar. So you bought hope, right? And, right? and you understand what it is to buy hope. So do you understand why people turn to wizard Amambahara Wavalo on Fiverr to cure their diseases and boost their metabolism? They're buying hope too. Yeah, but they <laughs> There's no such thing as a witch, really. That has a cauldron <laughs> with a spell. There are some women who say, "I'm, I'm a witch. I'm, I'm, I'm. What do they call them? Uh, Wiccan. I'm, I'm, I'm part of the Wiccan community. Oh, that's fine. I mean, wear, wear a pointy hat. I don't care what you do. But there's nobody that's got a cauldron that's going to say, "Oh, mix it good, mix it fine. Everybody will be mine." That doesn't work. That doesn't work. Not even a Mambahard Wavalo on the Wizard on Fiverr who uses special magic enemas to cure you of your ailments. I think, I think she'll never get caught screwing people because uh, the <laughs> authorities w won't be able to spell or pronounce her name, and she can I'm disappear sure I can do it forever. Again. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> uh, we've got morons in the news coming up, and speaking of magic enemas, from a port john to a prison cell. That's today's Moron of the Day. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry Books, Swag, and the Mother of All Mothers Merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. If you are just joining us, we were just talking about the three areas that we think people will pay anything or, in some cases, hire a witch to cast a spell. 
Now, generally on the Bob and Sherry show, if the conversation is about a witch casting a spell, the spell is being cast on people who did not treat Bob and Sherry well, who were very, very <laughs> evil people. But in this case, uh, these witches are out there, and it's baloney, but they say they'll cast a spell on you and you can lose weight. Um, so there's three areas we we're talking about. Weight loss, and people do anything for weight loss, to not have wrinkles, and to get a better golf game. So let's continue this conversation. I think that the long-term best thing you can do for weight loss and it's funny how exercise is, is not even considered a big part of it anymore, which blows my mind. I had a friend of mine once who said, hey, if you, when running was really big in my life, you know, if you run every single day, like three miles, you can eat anything you want. Evidently, that's not the case. If you're Michael Phelps, that, if you're Michael Phelps and you're doing well, what yeah. he was doing, then you right. could eat whatever you want. But, right, but the exactly. key to weight loss is what you put in your mouth. That, that's what I'm saying. The second, the thing with wrinkles... Um, I said most of those creams are just baloney. They're so expensive. They don't really do anything. I don't really know what I'm talking about, but I do know that sunscreen works. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw that in there. If you uh, want to, you know, not have a lot of wrinkles on your face, use sunscreen, you know, and put a hat on. And the third one, the golf, how to get a better golf game. I will admit that when I bought my first Callaway uh Big Bertha Club, the biggest Bertha, bigger Bertha, that changed my golf game completely. It was so lightweight, the head was the size of a turkey, a frozen turkey. So I just had confidence that I could hit with it. I went out the first time I played with my uh, my foursome. This is years ago. And I, I hit one off the tee and they went, whoa, got lucky on that one. And it was the club. So I do admit sometimes there are things that are available that can help us. Um, I hear what you're saying, <clears throat> and in no way am I suggesting that folks go on Etsy and pay to have someone cast a spell on them. I think we know that that's a scam. But, you know, mostly what we buy when we buy stuff is hope. I mean, if you get right down to it, you know, yeah. like um, I was telling my mom when I, saw, golf. <laughs> when, I said my, when I saw my mom a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. But every time I tap my fingers on the table, my nails break. My mom goes, you need biotin. And she sent me home with a jar of biotin, which is some supplement that's supposed to be good for your hair and nails. Is it effective? I don't know. I've been taking it since I got home from Utah. Is it working? I can't tell. I mean, I'm, my hair hasn't all fallen out, so it's not not working. But, you know, you're buying hope. And a lot of the crap that you put on your face and your body is about hope. Although there are so many really good products, Bob, with really – that, it is not all garbage. You can say that all witches on Etsy casting metabolism spells are fake, but you can't say that about beauty products because a lot of them are really, really, really good. I, I understand smart. that. I, I understand that. But again, I'll go back to uh, name the beautiful celebrity, Jessica Beale. I don't know if it is Jessica Beale, but somebody who's Jessica Beale-ish. And all of a sudden there's a tight shot and it's a three-quarter shot of her face. And her face is beautiful. She has incredible genes, and she's putting on this cream. I just don't believe that putting on that cream is going to do all that much. I, do, I don't. I think that those See, companies I'm, so overpromise. 
I do believe I'm a Neutrogena girl. I use a ton of Neutrogena products, including their face wash. And Jennifer Garner is their spokesperson. And I look at Jennifer Garner and I think, you would not lie to me, Jennifer Garner. And Neutrogena is really, really good stuff. Now, there's a limit, right? Like you don't expect, Gwyneth Paltrow got into big trouble last week because uh, she put out some goop detox cure or whatever. And people just were like, what the hell is this? It's lettuce and salmon. Go away. So, you you know, you do have to be, <laughs> you do have to be. <laughs> I don't know, even, I don't want to, if it's Gwyneth Paltrow and Goop, I don't want to even ask what she does with the lettuce and salmon. Because anything is possible with her. She, well, I'll tell you what, it's the most unlikely thing is that she ate it. She squats over it. She chants yes, to it. She, that's what I'm she saying. She takes it out for a walk under a full freaking moon. <laughs> but the possibility that she puts it in her pie hole and swallows it, I don't know. That seems kind of remote. We got morons in the news next. We have comedian Bobby Tessel. We have an amazing, amazing story involving a person with an unexploded grenade inside their body. Oh, my God. And what the doctors did. Plus the Bob and Sherry box office. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the news brought to you by Lowe's. Shop in store or online at Lowe's.com. Do it. Let's go. Go. Bob and Sherry. Idiot. With morons in the news. Surveillance video shared by Auburn, Washington police show Matthew Donnell, who is 38 years old, trying to pull the barista of a coffee restaurant into his car as she was handing him cash at a drive through window. When he couldn't grab the woman completely, the video shows, he starts trying to zip tie her through the window. He tried to almost lasso her with some sort of a zip tie to put it around her head and then drag her through the window. Uh, she was able to fight off Mr. Darnell, but he quickly drove away in a dark gray SUV. Police posted the surveillance video on social media, and they hope to identify him. Well, obviously they have. They have his name, but they're trying to find out exactly where he is. They noted that he has a large tattoo on his left forearm that appears to read Chevrolet. And that is uh, nothing that is uh, has anything to do with that fine product. This guy is just nuts. You know, I read this story, and I thought, when I was young, I don't ever remember hearing about and, and when I was young, the radio had news every half hour, so I would have heard about it. I never heard about somebody who tried to drag, like a McDonald's employee, or you know, we didn't have baristas back then, a fast food person through a tiny window, and then trying to lasso that person, and then drag them through the window. It it never happened. I I swear, we've changed as a species or a country. I agree. You know, when people say these things have always happened, you just didn't know about them. No, I'm going to politely beg to differ. Yeah, they really. I, mean, I don't know if it's Well, first of all, when you were a kid, there was no such thing as a bikini barista. Which is oh, what. Oh, is there such a thing? That's what her occupation was, this woman that he tried to abduct. Oh, oh you're kidding, really? You didn't know what a barista was because that was right. also not invented. Uh, when right. you were a kid, the best part of waking up was folders in your cup, not a yeah, barista right. making right. you a fancy coffee. But even even taking even all then, of that, that's not even an excuse. All of that 
we had craziness. Yeah, there have always people have always been completely unspeakably awful, but we've got new levels of it now. We have a lot and of I stuff going on. But you know, that said, just because she's a bikini barista does not mean that she can be dragged through a window and taken to your house. Oh, that, take, it's sad that that needs to be take said. Take that stand, Bob. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> take that it's, stand. Thank you. Thank you. It's sad that in the year of our Lord, 2023, we have to say things like, fellas, just because she's real purdy and in a bathing suit doesn't give you the right to abduct her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, I can't even believe I have to say that to some of y'all. All y'all need to get your act together. Where are your mamas and daddies? Okay, today's morning of the day is a 52-year-old gentleman who um, was suspected of robbing a bank in Dearborn, Michigan. His name is Charles Woolery, and he got arrested robbing the Dearborn Federal Savings Bank. He was facing a minimum penalty of 20 years in prison. So where did he go after he robbed the bank in Dearborn? He went and he hid in a porta john <laughs> in the parking lot of the Hampton Inn near the bank. Uh. A porta john, let me talk about all the ways a porta john is a terrible hiding place. For starters, it's really small. There's only one way in and right. one way out. And there's only one place to hide, and that's in a big, deep hole full of feces. So you have right. to ask yourself am I comfortable with a hiding place with only one door? And and if I have to go undercover, I'm undercover in a bucket of human waste. That is where they found him. They pulled him out, and they are moving him from the Porta John to the prison cell, which honestly is not much of an upgrade. You know, I just would like to be there if if they handed the case over to a judge that was someone like Judge Judy. And she would say something like, Sir, where did you find yourself after you robbed the bank? You found yourself in the bottom of a porta potty. Did that in any way speak to you for your choices in life? I mean, it would just be epic. And it's so true. If you find yourself there hiding from the popos, you're on the wrong track in life. Porta potty. It's a terrible hiding place. You were right there at the hotel. Go into the door of the hotel. And start running around the hallways. There's hundreds yeah. of rooms, probably. Closets. Yeah, There's closets. a pool. There's a little breakfast right. area. There's a gym. There go are in, multiple go, entrances go in that, exits. Go in that office area. They always have an office area, and no one ever goes there. I, I despair some of y'all. All right, that is Morons in the News. We're going to send Mr. Portageon over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook so you can check him out. We're going to keep the good times rolling. Uh, there was an arrest of a driver going 100 miles an hour. I'm going to let you guess how old the driver was. It's next. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app. We're kind of in a, a morons in the news moment here where we're looking at the collapse of civilization. Here's another story for you out of Kearney, Nebraska. So Nebraska State Troopers spotted an SUV going about 35 miles an hour on Interstate 80. Mm-hmm. And you can get pulled for going too slow the same way you can get pulled for going too fast. So right. I-80, 35 miles an hour, the state troopers were like, something's up here. So they flipped their blue lights on, and that's when the SUV floored it, leading police on a high-speed chase at speeds over 100 miles an hour. Another state trooper threw down stop sticks, but the SUV took an exit off the highway and kept driving at slightly lower speeds. 
until a third state trooper used what they call a tactical maneuver to bring the vehicle to a stop. This high-speed chase went on for 15 minutes, and when they finally got the Pathfinder pulled over, the driver was a 13-year-old girl, her passenger was an 11-year-old boy, and there was a bag of weed between them. Wow. Oh, my <laughs> word. That is a lot all at one time. Oh, my Good word. Heavens. Yeah, that explains That's- the slow speed because she was not comfortable, and then she she freaked out and said, I got to get away. That that's perfect, thirteen-year-old uh, thinking. I I left out the one God, little detail. Okay. Hundred miles, thirteen years old, eleven-year-old passenger. Hundred speeds exceeding hundred miles an hour. You know that's not her car because she's thirteen. She does not have a license. Bag of weed. Cops also found a gun. So we've got teeny tiny Bonnie and Clyde apparently Good tearing up I eighty, mm. Kearney, Nebraska. Well, I mean, they could have, you know, killed themselves and somebody else. That uh, oh, it's I a guess terrible the, story, Bob. The it's parents, the parents probably didn't even know they slipped out, did they? Sometimes Kevin will say, Kevin will say, "Why, why do the girls never leave their rooms? They're like mushrooms." And then I look at a story like this, and I'm like, "Y'all just never need to leave your rooms. You're doing <laughs> great, Mommy's right, so proud." Right. <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. Everyone needs a laugh. Is brought to you by HelloFresh. Use code Bob and Sherry twenty two at HelloFresh.com slash Bob and Sherry twenty two. It's time for everyone needs a laugh. Here is comedian Bobby Tessel. I actually used to work in a prison where they made license plates. And one day, one of the inmates called me over. He's like, come here, man, you gotta take a look at this. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm making a plate right now. Some guy wants a personalized plate that says groovy dude. And I'm like, yeah, so? He goes, what a loser. (laughs) I said, dude, you're in jail. I got fired from the prison. (laughs) One day I came in with get-out-of-jail-free cards for Monopoly and passed them out. (laughs) That was (laughs) underappreciated. I used to work in an office. One day a woman came up to my desk and said, hey, can I use the phone, please? And I'm like, yeah, sure, go ahead. She goes, um, do I have to dial nine? I said, um, you know, I, I don't know who you're calling. <laughs> you calling the cops? <laughs> Start with nine. <laughs> I, used to, uh, I used to work in a lighthouse I got fired for making shadow puppets. (laughs) Ships kept crashing into the rocks, trying to avoid the big giant bunnies. I used to be a clinical psychologist. Just go with it. One day a guy comes into my office, he's like, I man, I need help, I'm a pathological liar. I said, I don't believe you. (laughs) 
I used to be a pharmacist. <laughs> Go with that one too. I was fired for my unique technique in dispensing medication, one for you, one for me. I used to work at a health club. This one's true. They had valet parking. If you can't walk from your car to the club, perhaps you've made a bad investment. That is comedian Bobby Tassel, and we will post that set up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com. This is Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. I saw online a collection of movies that uh, some folks were talking about. They were all... Uh, some of them were romantic comedies. Some of them were just dramas. But um, something sad happened at the end of all of them. Not always, you know, a death or something like that. But uh, something sad happened. So I, I know we don't like to give away the ending of movies. But this movie has been out for a long, long time. So in order to talk about it, I just want to pick one of them. I don't want to go through all of them. I just want to pick one of them because there's an interesting ending to this one. The movie is The Breakup, and it starred, of course, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. They were the couple who uh, just had a terrible, terrible relationship. They were so miserable to each other. She's standing naked in front of him, and he continues to play, you know, like a uh, Tetris game. And she just turns and walks down the hall. He watches her walk down the hall. It was a double, I, I, I heard later, for her body. And then he just turns back to the uh, Tetris game. And so they, you know, they break up after this just miserable marriage. And then the two of them had a fortuitous encounter in the closing scene that indicates for a moment a last-minute reunion. I can't remember if it was Christmas time, but he's got a couple of shopping bags in his hand, and it, it's it's winter. She's got a, a trench coat on, and they bump into each other outside this store, and they're looking at each other face to face. They loved each other at one time, and then they despised each other, and they broke up. And after a couple of years, for the first time, they see each other. And you think the way the movie is being played that there is going to be a last minute reunion, but instead they simply wish each other well and part ways. It's not really tragic or disturbing, but the melancholy conclusion just sort of rattles you and has uh, a real effect on the viewer, much so, I mean, much more than Battle of the Sexes movies generally do. And I was thinking about that situation where. You were with someone for a period of time. It was not just, you know, I dated him two or three times or her two or three times and it didn't work out. So we went our own way. And then you see them in a bar or something. Hey, how are you? It's, it's a situation where you were, you were dating someone seriously and probably for more than two years. And then for whatever reason, it goes south. And then you're out somewhere, and maybe it's not even in your hometown. Maybe it's in some va vacation destination, and bang, you walk into them, 
your eye to eye at that exact moment, it's like everything you used to have with them goes through your mind. You know that thing that we were taught in the Catholic Church, for those of you that weren't taught this, and maybe it was just St. Barnabas, but uh, Father said, when you die and you go before the Lord, every every uh, thing you ever did in your life will run through your mind in exactly three seconds. Now, how Father knew that, I don't know. But when you when you come face to face with that person, it's like you can remember the great times, the bad times, uh, the, the secrets, the things that ticked you off, uh, the insecurities that you had about them, just like that. And while that's going through your head, you, you are trying to put on some sort of a, a happy face or at least a positive, kind face. I had that happen. And I had not seen this person, lovely, brilliant person. I've not seen her in several years. And I walked into a place that I go uh, quite a bit. And as I walked in, in the booth, there she is. And she's sitting there with one of her friends who I also met uh, one time. And we locked eyes and we were both very polite. I obviously did not sit down. I stood up and I said hello to the friend. The friend uh, was icy toward me for whatever reason. Maybe that's what a friend does. Um, But I can remember what an odd feeling it was to see this woman in this place, which was my place. This is where I go. And we had this history and now it's gone. And there's going to be about two minutes worth of stilted conversation. And then I'm going to get a table on the other side of the restaurant. I don't run into that person that you're describing. The only, the only ex that I see with any regularity is my ex-husband, my children's father. And mm-hmm. I don't even see him all that much now. The girls are off that, of school. That doesn't really count. That no. doesn't count. What you're no. talking about is someone that you had like a real thing with. And then right. they've disappeared right. out of and your life. Wham. Yeah. And, 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 you know, maybe, maybe the, you know, I think if you ran into somebody like that and the breakup was horrific, like you were cheating or she was cheating or I don't know, something terrible happened. Um, it would be harder to be genteel, but if it just sort of, you know, crumbled as sometimes, you know, more relationships that I, then I think we, we talk about don't really have this this blow up ending they they have an ending that kind of whimpers as it ends um the closest i can come to that is i was walking sam and a car screeched to a halt alongside me the driver threw it into park jumped out and i was like it's broad daylight you're gonna try to abduct me i had my pepper spray out and was ready to like give him a face full it was a guy that i had dated for about a year and oh, we no ended kidding. up standing there, um, and I told him, I'm like, you almost got maced. He goes, yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> he goes, but I, I recognize you, and I haven't seen you, and I just wanted to say, hey. So we ended up standing there talking for about 20 minutes, and then he got back in his car and left, and um, he was like, hit me up on Facebook. So when I got home, I friended him on Facebook, and I looked at his Facebook profile, and I was just reminded again in that moment, here's a really great human being. Here's an absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful guy just wasn't my guy like we weren't meant to go the distance 
But right. um, it was nice to be reminded right before I pepper sprayed him that he was a really <laughs> good guy. And it mm-hmm. just wasn't meant to be. That's as close as I've gotten. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. I read the most interesting article from Psych Central, which is obviously a psychology website the other day. And I want to share it with everybody. If you work and you've, you've ever worked with people who are toxic, this is going to hit home for you. And it has to do with the term flying monkeys. Now, when I say flying monkeys, what comes to mind, Sherry? Wizard of Oz. Exactly. And Alphaba and Chesterly. Yeah, yeah. Right. The Wicked Witch dispatches these evil monkeys to fly and get Dorothy and her dog. The monkeys obey her command, doing her dirty work for her, taunting and terrorizing Dorothy as she tries in vain to get back home. So think of someone you've worked for who was a horrible person, perhaps a narcissist. (laughs) And think about one of his goons Mm -hmm. or her goons, or maybe there's a couple of them. The goons are the flying monkeys. When a narcissist wants to evoke some punishment on a target, and that could be you, they dispatch their henchmen, also known as flying monkeys, to do their bidding. Unfortunately, this canon often does include abusive behavior, such as guilt tripping, twisting the truth, gaslighting, assaults, threats, and sometimes violence. This keeps the narcissist out of harm's way, and he or she is able to claim innocence if caught. I want you, Sherry Lynch, to go back not too far when we were with a different company, not our own, a few years ago at the old station, and there was a crazy man who was running the place. Yes. And who did he send in very often to the studio to uh, especially go after you? His flying monkey. His flying monkey. Exactly, yeah. Is this not perfect? Yeah. Is this, I mean, this is absolutely perfect. Let me just, let me just read from this uh, website. Uh, Who are the flying monkeys and why do they willingly submit to such a character? It happens all the time. Think of a bully political leader and uh, his chief of staff or his media director or his personal assistant all lined up to do whatever he asks. He sends them out to answer the tough questions. So he's kind of out of harm's way. And the flying monkeys want to they want to get so close to the power, right? They want to get close to the boss. And so they're willing to be flying monkeys and go into Sherry Lynch's studio and say, why do you have one of your boots up on the table there just to harass you? That guy was a flying monkey. Oh, he was such a flying monkey. And I and I don't understand why you'd want to be some narcs flying monkey. Oh, I just Other, explained. They want to be I close mean, yeah, to you, the seat of power. You want to be close to power, but I watched the way that particular flying monkey got treated and it it wasn't glorious he was a real bootlicker he was made to be a bootlicker so i don't really i don't really understand that at all i mean we've all seen it and you see it like in big ways and small ways you can see it play out like you know on the news and then you can see it play out in your workplace and sometimes even in your family it's very true have you not seen that kind of energy? Like somebody in the family is scapegoated for something 
If you have somebody in your family with a narcissistic personality disorder, that is going to play out even in your own family. Maybe this person's, you know, gets his sister or uh, her sister to do some dirty work in the family and they become the flying monkey. But I think in the workplace, you can find them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what would be awful is like you had no intention of ever being somebody's flying monkey. And then you just kind of slowly slid into the role, which I think can happen. I do. Well, this, the, the guy that we're talking about uh, needed the job very badly, uh, had disgraced himself at another radio station, and the narcissist picked him up, brought him in, and he needed this gig. And he was given a little bit of power over the Sherry Lynch's, which uh, Sherry Lynch is not used to. And so he thought he'd try and out that firmly rejected. Power. Yeah, and, and it didn't work rejected. out well for for that particular flying monkey. But there are people that don't have your sort of clout, and they're stuck with the flying monkeys, and it makes it makes the job miserable. I, you know what? It's not been brought up, but I bet that's one of the reasons some folks are saying, "Hey, I ain't working on Maggie's farm no more. I'm getting out of here." I think that yeah, it helps if you have some clout when you slap down a flying monkey. But the thing is. A bully will bully you because you are uh, allowing it, right? You, if somebody's right. coming for you, even if you right. don't have clout, you have to push back. You just well, do. you have to. Ultimately, you're you're going to pay the price. You're going to pay for it, yeah. If but if you, if you need that paycheck, I was. This is before you and I met. Uh, I was on the air somewhere, and I said something that offended a powerful uh, builder in the area because I didn't like what was going on. This guy came and kicked my butt. We went into a conference room alone and he did nothing but try to humiliate me. I just, I just sat there and looked at him and I, I said practically nothing. And then I stood up and I said, thank you very much for coming. I heard what you said. And I left rather than go right. At, I had kids. One of them was getting ready to go to college. The idea that this guy could go over my head and go to you know the management and say this guy, I spend a lot of money in this town this guy is, is causing me trouble get rid of I was just worried about that and that's why people put up with these flying monkeys. Um, let's just all make a pact. We may not be able to defend ourselves from the flying monkeys, but everybody listening right now, Pinky swear that we're not going to be flying monkeys. We can try do that. Not. Right? Just uh, don't know who they are. Know who they are. That's the important thing. And then you can go from there. But I, I, it's just such a great concept. And I got to tell you, that flying monkey scene in The Wizard of Oz, I'm still not right from that as a kid. <laughs> and I'm not alone. Evil. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. Talk back with the free Bob and Sherry app. A few years ago, somebody came up who works for a Florida newspaper with the idea of having a column called A Florida Man. And of course, it's spread. And if you're a regular Bob and Sherry listener, you know that Florida Man shows up a lot with morons in the news. I personally think it has not is not a reflection of people of Florida. I think these are mostly people who move from out of state to Florida because it's so warm. So I have for you right now the most outrageous Florida Man headlines of last year as we look back. And here we go. I'm just going to hit him fast. Florida man arrested after Waffle House bacon blow up. Florida man found with drugs after getting trapped in a porta potty. Oh, I hate when that happens. Florida bicyclist found with enough fentanyl to kill 4,000 people. 
Florida man allegedly stole boat to return to Cuba. He said, I dislike living in the U.S. Florida man wearing nothing but a cowboy hat uses machete to attack woman. Clearwater, Clearwater, Florida man. Oh, I can't even say this one. Was with something and it wasn't a woman in front of people damaged the church mailbox. Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force Base to warn of battle between aliens and dragons. I didn't know the Space Force was, was still a thing. A Florida man arrested after package containing drugs was delivered to his neighbor, and then he went to the police station to claim them. <laughs> I'm blanked up. Florida man accused of driving drunk nearly four times over the legal limit. Four times. Four times. How Florida are you man paid rent yeah, to seriously. fake landlord for months. I hate that. Florida man charged for throwing hot dogs at St. Pete officer. And finally, Florida man accused of stealing over $1,000 worth of toothbrushes and then throwing them off a bridge. And I remember doing that not too long ago. Oh, one quick one. Florida man magnet fishing comes up with his grandson with two sniper rifles. There you go. A look at 2022. What a year. It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at bobandsherry.com. It is talkback time. You can call us on the phone like people did back in the olden days at 844-52-SHERI. Or if you have our app, which is free in Google Play and the App Store, you can download that, listen to the show, listen to our podcast, text studio, win prizes, and tap on that little microphone in the bottom center of the screen and talk, and the app will do the rest. Good morning, Sherry, Bob, Max, and Doc. You know I love all you guys, bunches. Anyway, I had a call and chime in on the step-in bra. As I had rotator cuff surgery on the 28th of November, and prior to my surgery, I had talked with some of my victims, what I call my customers at the salon, that I needed a step-in bra. Well, guess what? I taught myself to step in a bra. It's a wonderful thing. Thank y'all for everything. Love you bunches. Mean it. Bye now. I just love her. I love you. I just love a hairstylist that calls calls her uh, customers my victims. Her victims. And I just. <laughs> um, I'm, I've, I've got another one of these too about the about the. Step- no, wait a minute. There there are people that didn't hear that thing that Sherry did on the step in bra. So give us the the thirty second version of what she's talking oh. about. A lingerie expert uh, who works in the lingerie business went on TikTok and posted the correct way to put on a bra for maximum comfort. Right. And I, I mean, ideally, I think all bras should be like sports bras. You just pull them on over your head. But, you know, stepping into one, I guess if you didn't trip over yourself would make some sense. But I'm with you, Bob. I, I like a woman who calls her customers her victims. I appreciate <laughs> that in a person. That's right. All right. Back to you, Max. Where are we going? Hey, Bob, Sherry, Max, and Doc. This is Lori from Columbus, Georgia. I love you guys. I listen to y'all every morning on a podcast while I'm getting ready for work. Sherry, you have made my day. When I first heard someone suggested you step into a bra that's already put together, I thought, that's ridiculous. Well, I have to let y'all know that I'm a little bit of a chonky gal. So when I used to put on my bra... 
I would reach my target heart rate and I would consider it cardio. <laughs> this morning, I assembled it, stepped into it. It was the easiest thing I've ever done. Life changer, game changer. Love you guys. Say what you so want about delighted. the Bob and Sherry show. This is a sexy program. <laughs> it's changing people's lives for the better yes, every single is. day. Yes, it is. Wow. Bob, if I told you we were going to talk about bras, you wouldn't have thought it was going to go this way, did you? No, I, I would have not. I would have thought, well, this could be interesting. Well, And of I'm course it is. Yeah. I'm glad that you didn't warn him because if you had said, Bob, we've got bra talk coming up, his hopes would have gone through the roof. <laughs> Are we talking about like lacy cups? Are we talking about balconettes? Are we talking about, you know, sheer mesh cups? No, we're talking about ladies stepping into their bras so that they don't have to get all their cardio getting dressed. <laughs> She's great. They both were. Mm. Well, mm. you know, I, you know, they, they say that uh, it's a silly job. But I have to say, Sherry, you changed some lives. And those were just two women. There were probably well, that, thousands of women who tried that trick. We thank that lady on TikTok who shared that with us. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I'm delighted now. And I know that you're enjoying the mental picture of women everywhere in the country listening to your voice as they step into their bras. I still don't understand exactly how it works. And please don't explain it again. I mean, it's, it's a woman thing, but I, I'll, I'll show you here. I'll, I'll show you on camera. Oh, <laughs> no, no you, Bob, they just put no, the bra together. They put their feet in the middle and then bring it up. You pull the straps pull over down. the shoulders, pull it down. Like, you know how you step into your pants? Yeah. Like you pants are down by your, on the floor, by your ankles and you put one foot in, then the other foot, then you hoist. Your yeah. I know up. how that works. Okay. I know how that okay, works. Now, now put a bra on the floor, put one foot in, then the other hoist the bra up past your ankles, your knees, your hips, your waist up around your bosoms and then slide an arm in each strap. You got it. Yeah. Kind of. I'm, you know what, when we're done, I'm going to go into Mary's lingerie, uh, well, she's got about five drawers. I'm just going to pick one of them. And uh, that's show prep. You know, that's, and you that's, that's what they call show bit. prep. Yeah. I'll practice yeah. it a little bit. You yeah. practice that a little bit. And yeah. wouldn't it be hilarious? Bob will be in the bedroom climbing into one of Mary's bras and the door will open. And yeah. it'll turn out that Mary's not feeling well and came home from her trip a little bit earlier. <laughs> no, it'll, it'll be in the Madison midst. has come for the weekend and was looking for her mother. <laughs> with, with one of her friends. <laughs> Yeah, with one of her friends. Oh my God, Bob. You're wearing mom's it's, bra? Ew. Well, it's it's not what you think. It's, it's show prep. Come back. Girls, come back. We, we have the most amazing story for you coming up. Military doctors in Ukraine had to remove an unexploded grenade from mm. inside what? of a person. Yes, and we have the x-rays and everything. OMG, it's coming up. It's Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The Oddcast. Oddcast on the free Bob and Sherry app. Bob, Bob, Bob! Bob, Bob! Robert! <laughs> it is time now for the new feature on the Bob and Sherry show, What's on Bob's Mind? And I will tell you, I, what are you laughing at? I can't wait to know everything that's on your mind. Well, I can't tell I sometimes, you. Sometimes well, I, don't have I the time. lull myself into this false security that I know what's on your mind, but clearly there's something new and I'm so excited. I'm loving it. There's not enough time to go through everything that's on my mind, but we're going we're gonna to focus on this one thing right now. And it's an article that I read about um, 
how to boost your attention span. Just listen to this. The typical time any American can focus on something is now down to 47 seconds. So we're not in goldfish territory yet, but we're getting there. 47 seconds. Luckily, Dr. Gloria Mark, PhD, a psychologist who has studied people's interaction with computers for about two decades, has some tips on how we can focus more. She says we need to, listen to this now, we need to reframe our goals in using technology and work to really put well-being first as opposed to productivity at the top. So she's saying when you're coming upon a task and you look at it and you go, oh, man, this really looks like it's going to take some time and effort. Just think about what the task can do for you down the road rather than, hey, if I get this done, I'll be through and the boss will be, in, be impressed. So here are the things to, uh, to help with, uh, uh, you know, your focus, your attention span, she says. Think about how your current activity will, af- will affect your future self. Schedule free time onto your day. Learn what your rhythm of attention is and prep for the peaks and valleys and know if you're checked, I just. Oh, nobody. I've had you lost everybody right I just, there. I, I just, just <laughs> cannot focus I on, on that. I can't go on with that focus thing. You know, you know what's uh, interesting? What? Do you remember, um, I think it was yesterday we were talking about TikTok and uh-huh. how people don't even care that it's a giant data harvesting grab on the part of the Chinese government. They just want it anyway. Yeah. Um, if the attention span is 47 seconds. Right. What app was designed for that? Bingo. TikTok. Bingo. Because everything is a minute or less, right? Yep. Yep. I think it is but a minute I, or less. I, I feel like I have a pretty good attention span, but when you started talking about map your own attention, what did you call it? I, I You lost me even. Where, what did you something about your I, own attention? I don't attention? care. I've given up on that. I, I just don't care. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> but here, here's the mystery. And that's what's on why, Bob's mind. <laughs> this is what this is really what's on Bob's mind, and of course, it's about Bob. But I think it would, you know, apply to other people too. If if I look back, and this is like one of the big mysteries of my life, I would like to have your opinion on this. When I look back, I was such a good student in elementary school. I got all A's and B's. I was never in any trouble, and everything was working great. And then my father bought that horrible restaurant that went bankrupt and he lost his mind and his money. And that was like when I was in seventh grade and we started changing schools. I went to like three or four middle schools and I kept getting farther and farther behind and I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't concentrate on typing class. I couldn't concentrate on math. The only thing I was good at was like English or history. And it really, really threw me for a loop. My question to you is, was it because of the chaos in my family or could I have used a good dose of Ritalin? If my parents had given me Ritalin, would I now have an opportunity to be a very wealthy um, uh, hedge fund manager? I think that it was the one-two punch of stress and chaos and disruption at home and puberty. Because when Lil Bobby discovered girls, it was game over for everything else. That's going to be another what's on Bob's mind down the road. It's a new feature we're, we're going to have. Puberty? <laughs> or girls? Girls. Yeah, girls. 
Because huh. what's so on you Bob's think... mind no, starting seriously. at age 12 was girls. I know. Up until but, now. But, but seriously, you don't think that I had a short attention span that would have required Ritalin. I live with someone who has the most extreme case of ADHD in attentive variety I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And you don't even you don't even get close to knocking on that door. Is that right? And I know because I have spent my entire adult life with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am the well, I am the woman you've spent your life with. I know that's horrible, and I apologize for saying it so bluntly. I am she that you have shared your life with, and I'm telling you. Well, thank you. It ain't yeah. riddling. You need it. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, there's one mystery of Bob, but so, folks, there are many more. There are many wow. more. So many. Oh, wow, Stage. that's a tease. <laughs> so <Stage>. many. <laughs> <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry. Can You Believe This is brought to you by Staples, the working and learning store. You read it once. I don't believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I don't believe this shit. I cannot believe this I cannot believe this. Um, Ukrainian military doctors were successful in an incredibly dangerous and even more rare operation. There was a soldier who had an unexploded grenade inside his chest. And yes, we have the x-rays. And yeah, we're going to post them up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. So the goal was for these military doctors to get the grenade out of the patient's chest without it exploding and killing everyone in the room. I want you to imagine that's what I'm, I'm so confused. You clocked in. How for. did how did the grenade get there? It's called a VOG grenade. They're only about an inch and a half long, and they uh-huh. are fired from grenade launchers. So uh-huh. if you, it's only an inch and a half long. So that's an inch and a half. If you fire that, and you can fire them at a distance of like a couple tenths of a mile, like they they really travel, and you hit someone in the chest. There's a a chance, I guess, that it would lodge in their chest and not explode. And that's exactly what happened. So it's not the big G.I. Joe grenade that you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inch and a half fired from a, it's a projectile grenade, right? Okay, now I understand. Mm -hmm. It hit this soldier in the chest and it lodged there. And it was underneath the patient's heart. The Mm. doc, now Mm. we're in the, we're in the operating room. And we've got somebody with an unexploded grenade tucked under their heart. They could not use electrocoagulation during the surgery, which is something they use right now to cauterize blood vessels and wounds Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they were afraid that the electrical current would set off the grenade. The patient is only 28 years old. Oh, my goodness. Yes, on the table. So they were able to go in there and using some... And they said, there's never been an operation like this in the history of our medical unit. They were able to use some kind of old-fashioned techniques. There was a lot of technology that we take for granted now in operating rooms that they couldn't use because they were afraid of setting off the grenade. And then they carefully opened the patient up and they carefully, so carefully eased the grenade out from under the man's heart. And you'll see photos when you hop over to the Bob and Sherry Facebook, you'll see photos of the surgeon holding the grenade in his gloved hands after the operation. And you see the x-ray of where it was lodged. So at the same time that human beings are like the worst 
we're also mir- miracles. This is a miraculous thing. That is an amazing story. I've never heard of a weapon like that. Leave it to the Russians. Um, wow. And so the guy was, the, the Ukrainian soldier was saved and the yeah. and the surgeon no. was okay. Boy, did this, that takes courage. I mean, obviously the soldier's got all, all the courage in the world, but that takes so much courage. Are you kidding me? For a surgeon well, this, to do that? And, and undoubtedly there were backup like nurses uh, with him too? This wasn't the first time back in 2006, a team of American military doctors in Afghanistan did a similar operation to remove an unexploded gr- grenade from the abdomen of uh, a U.S. soldier named Private Channing Moss, and they were successful with that. But you know that every time you go into a situation like that, everybody in that room, everybody on that team understands the yeah. risk, yeah. the courage, you know, and the commitment to saving lives You, in the face of everything that is awful, like, Round of applause. This is just yeah, without a doubt. That's really unbelievable. Yeah. So, if there's anything that falls under the category of "Can you believe this?" I think removing an unexploded grenade from underneath a 28 year old soldier's heart—I think that qualifies. What is the matter with human beings that you know? Okay, we we've got guns. All right, we can shoot a gun and kill a guy. Is there anything really more nefarious? Why don't we come up with uh, firing instead of a bullet, a small grenade into the guy? So the guy not only gets hit, but he blows up. <laughs> Listen, here's here's what I know about human beings. As we're telling this story and we're like, can you believe medical science? Can you believe the courage? Can you believe somebody right now is saying to himself, I'm going to get me one of those and put it in the carrier and take it on yeah. a flight. <laughs> yeah, that's so very true. That's what we are as humans. So there you go. I'm going to get this posted up so that you can see this x-ray, which is mind-blowing. We'll get that up on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. It's Bob and Sherry. Sign up for our newsletter. We never spam you. Never did. Get Bob and Sherry exclusives. Just go to BobandSherry.com. So I've decided not to watch, I've mentioned this before, very many news shows. You know, I'll keep up with the news. I've gone back to watching like the CBS Evening News for 30 minutes. And I'm not watching the news shows. I'm not, you know, following the news as closely as I have been in the last few years. Because frankly, it was driving me crazy and my wife was becoming annoyed. So what have I replaced it with? I replaced it with Netflix and HBO Max and that sort of thing. Which Mary likes, but I got to tell you. After watching Mayor of Easttown, starring the wonderful Kate Winslet, followed by Under the Banner of Heaven, which it, <laughs> which it is about a guy who is a, uh, a Mormon detective. Fundamentalist. And he's, in, and he's, uh, he's investigating some uh, bad things going on with, uh, you know, um, rebel parts of the church so dark it's unbelievable at the end of three hours of viewing this at night um i double checked the doors and i live in a safe neighborhood and i'm having trouble falling asleep which is not a good idea it's just so heavy everyone's different but when i decided to watch less news i replaced it with reruns of the big bang theory and young sheldon and what a chuckle fest that is. Can I, I may have to go to that. Kate Winslet was wonderful. A little bit lighter. Did you see Mayor of Easttown? Yes. I mean, she's wonderful in it. 
But oh my goodness, that's a heavy thing. And there's one after another, and my wife loves every single one of them. It's Bob and Sherry. Now, let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault. We had a talkback message last week from this guy named Tristan. He's a professional lobsterman, and he discovered um, that his cat had taught itself to use the actual human toilet. And Tristan Tristan was amazed to discover the cat had this talent. I was so excited by that. And Bob was like, how come we get a lobsterman on the show? And we can't talk about that. <laughs> so we we tracked him down and called him. Here he is, Bob, just for you. You can talk about lobster. Hey, Tristan, Trist- Tristan how are you? Good. How are you, Bob? Good. Are you out on the boat? Uh, no. I just got done working on some traps for the day. Uh, oh. getting, still getting ready for the season. We probably won't sit, start setting out to the end of next month. Till the, oh, really? I didn't know it was that late. Really? I thought you guys were out there like in the cold weather. Uh, all, all... Oh, I mean, the, the, the real lobstermen are. Uh, <laughs> um, I do a lot of marine electronics work in the uh, all right. winter and so it's a sideline for you. And and what's the name yeah. of your what's the name of your lobster boat? Uh Daddy's Angel. Oh, I like that. Dad, Daddy's, Daddy's Angel. Daddy's Angel. It's named for your little yeah, girl, well, I assume. The boat, or your cat. The boat came with the name. If you knew my father-in-law, he wouldn't have chose that name. So ah. Okay, you can't change it. That's right. <laughs> so so um in about a month you'll be out there and 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 tell everybody like how many hours a day, what you go through, is it really kind of fun because the weather in Maine is so nice that time of the year? What What's the life like? Are you alone out there or do you have an assistant? Well, no, I go, uh, like I said, I go fishing with my uh, father-in-law, so I'm the, I'm the stern man. I'm on the back of the boat. You're on the back of the boat. Okay. Lobsters and stuff. And, uh, but no, yeah, uh, my, my office has a view. Um, in the summer, in the summer, it's nice. You get that Atlantic AC working for you. And, right. Uh, and, out and, there catching the rays. And, and what, uh, what harbor do you go out of? What town? Uh, we fish out of Stonington. Stonington. Yeah. That's one of the great, great towns in Maine. What has been, um, the most unusual thing as a lobsterman that you've, you've, uh, come upon? Like a giant, like a giant lobster, a horrible or a blue one. Remember last one, summer yeah. when they pulled yeah, up a bright um, blue lobster? I've caught, I've caught uh, ones that not like robin egg blue, but one that was you know fairly blue. I've caught yeah. some yellow ones. Right, um, right. Caught you know probably caught the biggest one is probably Paul Dyer traps, fifteen pounds. Now, now, is it fun to work with your father-in-law? Do you have a good relationship with him? Oh yeah, we get along pretty good. Uh, How long have you been married? Out. Yeah. How long have you been married um, to his daughter? Been married five years. Say say that Women again. Women love Tristan. when you're not really yeah. clear. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's. That. I'm going to ask you that again. Okay, it's August twenty third. That's uh, I know that. <laughs> I'm going to ask you it again. Okay, so so right. Tristan, uh, you're out there with your father in law. How long have you been married to his lovely daughter? Five years. There uh, you go. See, that wasn't hard. Of course. That wasn't perfect. hard. Perfect. That's perfect. Um, so um, have you gotten all your lobster stuff out of your system? Because, yeah. Tristan, how lucky are you that your cat just taught himself to do that? Well, um, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was an interesting thing to come upon. Um, I was coming home from school there one day. I was a teenager, and um, I was home alone. My... Uh, parents at work and stuff and uh, after the long bus ride I'm going to go use the bathroom and 
washing up, and like Bob likes to do, I was admiring all the wonderful things the handsome man in the mirror had to say about me. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds right. Yep. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I uh, I hear someone peeing behind me. and um, Whipped that, your head uh, around? Well, you know, uh, we're, out, we're out in the woods, and we never locked our door, so I'm thinking someone, someone's been in the house, and... Uh, He's relieving himself before he ties me up and tells me I have a pretty mouth. So. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, you know, Tristan, the, the, I did not I just, see that coming from you. I did not. I love that. Well, I mean, the, the, the heart rate's going, adrenaline's pumping. I'm all ready to whoop around and, you know, and sack punt this guy and head yeah. to the door. And uh, right. I look, and there, perched on the uh, edge of the toilet is... Whiskers uh, having a little tinkle, and she's just looking at me very disapprovingly, like I'm invading her space. But. Yeah, knock next time, yeah. Tristan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is just that is the hoot. coolest. That is a hoot. You know what I on that? You know, um, you're you're saying about somebody breaking in. Listen to what yep. I just learned. Um, I listened to this guy named Jim Clementi. He's a retired FBI uh, criminal behavioral profiler. He said that, and we see this in morons in the news a lot, Tristan. He said that the reason that criminals, when they break into your house, will often use your bathroom is because um, when you're in a fight or flight situation, that some people, all that adrenaline and cortisol and all those stress hormones that are running through your body, for some people, it makes them have to go. And so that's why, because we'll get into morons in the news sometimes. And it'll be like, oh my God flush next time but the reason that they do that is because they're in there and in the moment of breaking in they have to go i had no idea it makes sense though I it guess, makes huh? total sense doesn't yeah. it they they get short they get caught short i believe yeah. is how jim said it but anyway that's so fascinating so yeah. tristan you weren't wrong assuming that it was an intruder about to do you dirty well yeah i mean really really didn't expect it to be the cat by any means i mean it's not like uh, i mean i've heard cat shoes on the toilet before uh you can see yeah. that in the movie meet the fuckers but i mean it's yeah. not like we uh <laughs> we trained with this to do this by any means so it was, uh, well, you're so lucky surprising. tristan so we're, lucky. we're gonna get you uh let you go and get those traps all fixed up for the new season coming up and thank you for being a listener and good luck to you and your wife and your father-in-law and that cat Whiskers. Whiskers. <laughs> Tristan, yeah. thank you so much for listening. Take care, buddy. It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, fun size, and more with the free Bob and Sherry app. A very strange and unsettling little snippet of a story crossed my newsfeed, and I can't stop thinking about it. The actor Jack Nicholson has not been seen since October 2021. Did you know that? No. That makes sense to me. I have not seen him anywhere. And, you know, all of this showbiz crap crosses our desk every day. I haven't seen him anywhere. In, he has not been seen in since 2021. Friends are concerned. He's 85 now, which that, you know, for me, like Jack Nicholson is always going to be like Jack Nicholson, the Joker, or Jack Nicholson in The Shining. The two Movie Jakes. stars. Movie stars lock in your head at a certain age based on Mm -hmm. which of the movies that you loved. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to believe that he's 85. He actually never publicly retired. He just hasn't done anything on screen since 2000. Well, you know what he said, though? You know what he said? He said, I don't think I can make any movies anymore because, to be honest, I can't remember the dialogue. I can't remember the lines. Well, people who know jack say that 
He spends his days locked up inside his mansion in Beverly Hills. He almost never leaves. Now, some of that probably was really um, amplified by COVID. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of us that were not reclusive or homebodies sort of became that way during COVID. But he's a hermit. And one friend said, you know, our concern for him is after this incredible, colorful life, he's such a great actor. He's done so many amazing things. We're afraid that he's going to die alone and nobody will find him. And, and what a strange ending that would be, although it would kind of fit the Jack Nicholson brand, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess it would. I mean, he has had such an amazing life. You don't want to see it be a sad ending. The last things I remember about Jack Nicholson publicly were, number one, he bought Marlon. He was friends with Marlon Brando. They were next door neighbors, as a matter of fact. Can you imagine on on these two plots of land, Jack Nicholson on one and Marlon Brando on another? So Brando died and Jack Nicholson bought the house and tore it down. And there's nothing there. It it was just leveled, maybe planted grass or whatever. And the other uh, thing that I remember, and it was kind of awkward. He was at the Academy Awards. And I'm sorry, I just went brain dead for a second. Who was the female lead in the Hunger Games? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence won an award. And they're backstage after it. And Jack is kind of just hovering around her going, hi, how you doing? Hi. And she turns to the camera and go, and goes, Oh my God, that's Jack Nicholson. Is, is he trying to come on to me? I, I, what's going on? And she made light of it because he never came over and really, you know, started hitting on her, but he was kind of just hovering over there and then sort of drifted away. That's the last I've seen of him. Although I think he was seen with one of his sons at a Lakers game, not that long ago. He, and there's a book about him. It's, it's a biography. He didn't write it. Um, and in it, they they talk about how on weekends, um, Harry Dean Stanton, the actor Harry Dean Stanton, who is like this kind of mild, slight, nebbishy guy. He plays kind of mysterious, inscrutable, nebbishy characters. Um, every weekend, Harry Dean Stanton would throw an orgy that started on Friday and ended on Monday. And Jack never missed one. Wow. Uh, When I read that, I I presume this is in the past. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is a minute ago. But when I read that, I was like, people, like people, you're over here, like you work and then you clean, then you scoop the cat box, then you make some dinner and then it's tomorrow and you work and you clean, you scoop the cat box. Meanwhile, there are people all around you that are not working and cleaning and scooping the cat box. They're going to orgies that last three days. <laughs> People are just yeah. amazing to me. It, it's, a, it's a different life. Do you remember early on we had two young actresses who had given up the business, left Hollywood, and uh, came home to the East Coast? And they, were, they had bit parts in that Robin Williams movie, Hook. And they played mermaids. And they had coconut bras on. Oh, I remember. It, I remember. Do you remember that? So we were interviewing uh, one of them, and they're both just beautiful girls. And I said, so who, who, who really impressed you and who really kind of blew your mind? And she said, well, I have a recording of Jack Nicholson calling my house 
and leaving a message. And I said, ooh, can we hear that? He's, and she said, I don't play it for anybody. I said, well, you know, just basically what was it about? And she said, well, he's very flirtatious. And he said, you know, someday you're going to want to have a child. I could give you a child if that's what you want. <laughs> I can't imagine. Let me, let, me read, uh, let me read something Jack Nicholson said that kind of fits here. This was about 10 years ago. He was asked about all of these women, all of these relationships. And he said, I, I am not denying that I'm a womanizer. I'm an extreme person, but the life of a gigolo always ends badly. Hmm. How's that for prophetic words? Hmm. Well, we Alone. don't know how badly. It, it just could be that he's Jack Nicholson and going out to Mr. Chow's restaurant for on, in Beverly Hills for dinner is a pain in the butt and he just stays there. I mean, who knows? Alone, living as a hermit in his mansion. His friends haven't seen artist. him in over a year. An amazing artist. I don't know. That might fall under the category of... Jigolo's life always ends badly. It's so interesting. And, you know, you hope for the best. Who wishes this on anybody? It's Bob and Sherry, a guy in New York City who works as a content creator and entrepreneur, which I think is probably what most of us now have as our job description. Um, he was getting ready to turn 32. And so he went around the city asking people in their 90s what advice they would give to their 32-year-old selves. Mm -hmm. And then he tweeted some of this. And I'll tell you what, it's so good. And this is coming from people that have lived a long time. And so they've had a lot of life experience. They've made a lot of mistakes. They've picked up a lot of wisdom along the way. They have their share of regrets like all of us. And so I feel like this is advice we could all really follow. For example, um, now and then, break out your fancy china and drink the good wine for no reason at all. Um, another I think that's great. Advice, if you could afford it and you have it, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, why, why do we have things that we don't use? Like wear the clothes, use the dishes, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, tell your partner you love them every night before falling asleep. Someday you'll find the other side of the bed empty and wish mm. you could. Yeah. Here's one that only an older person understands. You don't understand this when you're young and you learn it. This is Velveteen Rabbit stuff, man. You learn this over the course of getting roughed up by life. Um, one 90-year-old person said, don't fear sadness. It sits right next to love. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's one you did not understand when you were 16. Am I right? Yeah. I don't know that There's I do now. I, I don't know that I... I'm understanding grief, that now. Grief is um, the reverberation and the measure oh, of and the love. echo okay, of love. Okay, I get. I put it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you you're never going to be sad for something you didn't care about. You're never right, going to exactly. mourn the loss of something that didn't matter. Grief and, mm -hmm. and love are the two sides of a coin. Here's another one that's really good. Never raise your voice except at a ball game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's kind of basic, right? Um, that's hard to do, but yeah. Here's another one. Time doesn't heal anything when it comes to relationships. Do not delay difficult conversations. That's, yep. a, that's a hard one, especially for those of us that are conflict avoidant. Um, I love this one. 
find the things that make your eyes light up and then do more of those. Mm-hmm. I, I think that kind of like saving our fancy dishes and our the fancy clothes and the good bottle of wine or whatever for some imaginary mm-hmm. point in the future. I think this falls into this. We think like, you know, one of these days I'm going to, I'm going to really devote time to my hobbies and the things I love. And, and then, you know, your life gets away from you. Right. I really felt like for me, 2022 was such a relentless beating in every corner of my life, work, home, family, everything. And I just made the decision without making a new year's resolution that there can be no, I, there cannot be another year of that. I won't survive it. So I'm you. trying really hard to, you still, ha- I still have to work and clean and do all the things, but, um, I get to push back. I get to mm-hmm. push back and say, nope, um, not taking that call right now. You clean up your own mess. I'm not getting up early just because you want me to, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. We really right. have to, we really have to live our lives while we're here. Okay. Here's mm-hmm. the next one. The most damning lie you can ever tell is the lie you tell yourself. That's true. Yep. Here's yeah, a good that's one. very true. Again, this is, these are people in their 90s giving advice to people in their 30s. No one has ever argued their way to happiness. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Especially in uh, the situation like a relationship. Just, you know, winning the argument is not going to win the relationship uh, and putting it on better grounds. Here's a good one. This person must be in Philly. If you're going to lose a fight, make sure the other person thinks twice before fighting you again. <laughs> um, That's true. This is very yeah. this is very wise. And again, you know, this is going to be something a person in their 90s would know. Getting old is no picnic, but it's much better than the alternative. And in our culture, you know, we fight it. We fight, fight, fight aging, and we're dismissive of older people and their wisdom, and we shouldn't be because clearly, you know, they know they got it all. They know it, right? Here's a good one. You may occasionally disappoint others, but make sure that you never disappoint yourself. Which means That's hard be, true to to your, <clears throat> be true to your values, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes in an attempt to not disappoint others, we sell ourselves out. There's mm-hmm. a low, dull gnawing inside when you don't. Yeah. 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 You know, it's hard to do all the time, though, because so many times, especially in work situations, or, or even, I think, in some relationships, but let's just take work situations, you have to, unless you're the main boss, you have to do some things or agree with this th- or put up with some things that you just find reprehensible and you can't do anything about it. You and I have been in that situation ourselves mm-hmm. with former uh, management people and former uh, companies that, thank God, no longer exist. Um, just, and just you know having what we to shut up. That? And, and, and I, you, you just wanted to clock somebody. You know what we learned from that? We learned that that's unacceptable. And we right. trade it, our dental insurance for a 1K to go out right. on our own and take a chance on our own. And I don't regret yeah. it. I mean, I know there are days when, I, when I'm like, oh my God, I have no dental insurance, but I don't regret that. This next one, I'm a hugger. So I'm going to have to ask you, Max, if yeah. I'm doing this, because if I'm not, I need to fix it. Whenever you hug someone, make sure they let go first. Yeah. Really? Yep. I do that with my kids. I'll hug them until they they beg for mercy. Um, When I hug you, I know you don't love it. 
And so you're pretty, it's a quick hug. It's a drive-by hug. You're getting right. one anyway, but I know that you didn't really enjoy it. And I don't know why, because yeah. well, I'm like soft and warm and smell it. nice. I'm, but I'm, yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just uh, in that area a little on the shy side. That's all. Max, do I let you let go first um, when I have you in one of yes. my death grips? Yes. Good. Good, good, good. Because you, um, you are a hug. I am a hug. I love to hug people. Bob, this is one that I want you to focus on. Okay? Look at me. Look at me with your face. If something is bugging you, ask yourself, is this going to matter in a month? And if the answer is no, drop it right freaking now. Yeah. Don't I'm give it another do second now. of your life. Yep. Isn't I'm that a good to do one? That right now. Yeah, it is. Well, it's um, a very good one. Well, We'll post these up because these are really, really valuable. And I don't know how many 90-year-olds you know, but there's a lot you can learn. It's Bob and Sherry. The Fun Size Podcast, a shareable taste of the show at our website or the free, free Bob and Sherry app. Well, as you may guess, I don't keep up with international business very much. But this one headline blew my mind. Listen to this. Russian auto sales of all types. Of all types of cars in Russia, Russia auto sales are down 58.2% this year. Do you know what a complete disaster is? Automobile sales drive economies, at least consumer economies to a certain degree, 58.2%. They can't get the parts, you know, and uh, the people are just so ticked off. It, it's it's a problem with logistics because of all of the stuff with his war, Putin's war. 58.2%. You, you know what his war is? He must just be saying to himself all the time, how did I get myself into this? I can't get out of it. You and I have been in a situation like that. We worked at the old station once, and the insane program director at the station at the time said, all right, Bob and Sherry, we're coming up with a new contest. You know that, you know that, uh, I think it was a plumbing company. You know that plumbing company, they have a jingle? We're going to have everybody yeah. call in, and whoever sings the jingle the best gets $50. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be good. So in we go, and we're taking calls on the air. This is a long time ago. Hi, your caller number five. You all set to sing the song? Yeah, I'm all ready. Well, the plumbing company that I love most <laughs> is the one that's got the host. And it was just this terrible, terrible jingle. And people were singing it all day long. And you knew as soon as you started on this promotion, it was going to be a disaster. And what happened? The worst rating book in the history of that station. And it was all because nobody could say... We made a mistake. We got to turn it around. And that is where Putin is right now. He, he has no offering. Yeah, but the world, my concern is that the world pays because he has no offering. Of course How come all these Russian, all these Russian dudes fall out of windows and this a-hole can't even slip on the ice? Come on. I know. I know. What are the odds? Can't somebody give him a shove? Hey, hey. Vladimir, come on, you won't believe the view from the 11th floor. You can't choke on your borscht like your, your co-workers do? I don't understand yeah, the world, D.O.B. I, know, I, just, I, I don't. Know. It's Bob and Sherry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast and the Bob and Sherry oddcast. 
We would love if you would subscribe, rate and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again for listening.